And he says, I want you to go tell the Pharaoh to let my people go so they can come and have a feast unto me in the wilderness. God pulls us out to take us in. Aren't you glad he takes us in? I'm thankful for that. I'm glad for that. I truly believe we're entering in a time that God is going to pour out upon his church. Not the manufactured ways, not the celebration of entertainment, but God is pulling together a remnant. And God says, I'm going to pour out upon that church that the world will know I'm still God. We've seen that Pharaoh was a type of Satan. When he gets his clutches around you, sin gets his clutches around you, it does not want to let go. Pharaoh says, I don't know your God, and I am not letting Israel go. How many knows that God's over Pharaoh? And we see that the types of Moses was Messiah, type like Messiah. But we also see he brought a delivering message. I come to bring deliverance, a message of deliverance from God himself. But what really brought them out was the day of Passover. All the plagues and all the things that went on was the day of Passover. And what brought that about? Every man of the household had to put the blood of the lamb upon the doorpost. And then they had to cross and stay in the house. The Bible says that the spirit of death passed over them. And thank God for that. But we see some things I want to pull out as we're moving in. And I'm not going to preach long because God says, I want you to start praying for some people. How many believes this year is going to be a year of demonstration? Amen. We've heard the word. We know the word. But I believe God wants to pour out and use his people this year more than ever before. There are people hungry. They don't want just some, some phony baloney stuff. God wants to move in a mighty way, and God wants to use those that say, Yes, Lord, I am willing to be what you want me to be. Yes. Go to Exodus chapter 12, if you would, please. Exodus chapter 12. Stand for the reading of God's word. It'll come on the overhead in just a moment. Crossover part two. Verse 29, if you would jump down there. If you're there, say amen. amen. Verse 29, and it came to pass at midnight that the Lord struck all the firstborn of the land of Egypt. From the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on his throne to the firstborn of the captive who was in the dungeon and all the firstborn of the livestock. So Pharaoh rose in the night, he, all his servants and all the Egyptians. And there was a great cry in Egypt for there was not a house where there was not one dead. Verse 31, then he called to Moses and Aaron by night and said, rise, go out from among my people, both you and the children of Israel, and go and serve the Lord as you have said. Also take your flocks and your herds as you have said and be gone. But he didn't stop there. But bless me. There's going to be people that says, I have not done anything, but I need a blessing. I'm going through some things, and God's going to prove who he is in this day and age we're living in. 
We're living in some times when people feel self-sufficient. But I'm telling you, God is still God. Yes. And without him, you have nothing. Amen. But with him, you have all things. Yes. Mm. Touch your neighbor and says, it's a new day. Yes. And you may be seated. The title of today's message is New Day. As we move into reading the scripture here, something we noticed that there were times in scripture when uh, the Bible talks about midnight. How many knows that at midnight the cry would come and the bride would go to meet the lamb, meet Jesus? That's called the rapture. That's called being ready and listening at midnight cry. He designated that in certain areas. Now, a lot of people look at midnight and says the middle of the night. That's true. That's the reason why he said midnight. But also designates some other things that I notice here. It's the end of one day. But it's the beginning of a new day. At midnight, God says, I'm going to end this thing finally for what someone has been in captivity for a long enough. 400 and at least 30 years, the Israelites were in captivity. Some had died in Egypt. But God says, this is a new day. I need you to come out from where you're at into a place that I have prepared for you. Thank God he's doing that. It's a new day. It's the starting of a new day. And I truly believe that some of you have come into a place in your life that it feels like midnight. But I'm letting you know things is going to end, but you're getting ready to enter into a new day. A new day that God is going to bring about some great and mighty things. Things that he's prepared for his people. Mm -hmm. I wanted to shout when God showed me this. It says, midnight is not a bad thing. It's just beginning. It's new beginnings. It's new things that God's prepared for you that we're entering in. Then you'll see the light once you get up and you say, God, look what you're doing. Look what you're preparing. This year, God is not going to just pour out on just certain few, but he's going to pour out that others may know that he is still God. Amen. The lukewarm will not even know it. They'll still be in their lukewarm state. They'll still be out of that as we heard the message from Kent Christmas. I truly believe lukewarmness, God is going to judge. He says, I have dealt with you long enough. No longer will you be in the part of my ministry, in the part of what I've got. But I'm going to pour out into the ungodly because I want them to come home. To the backslidden, come home. Children of Israel were in a big backslidden state. They didn't even know their God. They had adapted to the culture because of pressure. They just were just part of that slave areas. But how many knows God's over Pharaoh? God's over Pharaoh. We, we set up last week of descriptions of Pharaoh in many people's lives. There's a lot of things you can put into uh, things that will hold you back, that has control of you, whatever it may be whether it's emotional, whether it's uh, financial, whether it's sin, whether it's uh, this or that. But I'm here to tell you that God's over the pharaohs of this world. Pharaoh ruled Egypt. But I liked what we see from this story as we read about what God was doing. God brought divine protection because of the blood of the Lamb. How many knows that we've got divine protection because of the blood of the Lamb? Amen. The shedding of the blood was not 
just something that would happen on the cross. But it brought us divine protection. When everybody else in Egypt was falling under the, the, and being struck by the Lord with death and, and things were happening in their households, the children of Israel, they was hearing the cry, but they were protected. Can I tell you the children of God are protected by God himself? Amen. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. God gives us divine protection, and I thank God. See, why did he do that? Because they were the chosen. They were the chosen of God. We've been chosen. We've been called out of sin and chosen by God himself. Satan doesn't want you to move into where God has for you. But I'm here to tell you that Satan is going to find his match when he meets God for the final time. And thank God. And I believe in this hour. He has tried to hinder the work of God, especially in America. But I truly believe there's an awakening coming. An awakening of those that said, I am wanting God more than anything else. More than I, my denomination. More than my just my church going. But I need God. I need God in my life, in my uh, business, in wherever I'm at. I need God in my family. I need God around me everywhere I go. I need God. Since they had kept, Pharaoh had kept Israel in bondage. All this time, God chose, says, I'm going to take now, notice what he took. He could have just destroyed Egypt, but he took the firstborn. The firstborn. This look, if you look in the, the scripture, the first always belongs to God. That's what he claims. The first fruits, we've heard of that, first fruit offering. Give unto God. The tithe belongs to the Lord. When Jericho was being overrun by Israel, God told him, he says, I'm going to let you step in. I'm going to give you the victory. But everything of silver and gold, of precious metals, belongs to me. The first city that they come to belonged to the Lord. There's a lot of people, even in Christian areas, hold on to things. God didn't want you to hold on. God wants to bless you more. Unless you give, God can't give you to you what he has. I see where that the tithe not only belongs to the Lord, but God says, if you'll obey and if you will try me, see what I will do for you. Tithe is just one example. If you give your life to the Lord and say, God, you're first in my life, you watch. See, God is a jealous God. But if you've got something that's been holding you back, God says, I want you free. How many believe God wants you free? Yes. The Bible says that the Lord struck Say he struck. he struck the firstborn of Egypt. He says, I'm going to take this because you think you're a God unto yourself. See, when God claimed the first, it was special. Israel was the first nation God called out. They were special to him. They were the apple of his eye. They said, he's, they said, this is mine, is what God's saying. I have given them to me. They belong to me. And you've been holding them back, but no more. 
See, the enemy has been trying to hold back the church for quite some time in America, but God is getting ready to pour out his spirit. And God is going to line things up where they need to be. And all of a sudden, you're going to find God open the doors. I don't believe it's just going to be windows. I believe God is going to open the doors and flood the church and give the glory and give what needs to happen. See, God is coming to his church before he comes back for his church. And he's going to give the church authority, power, might, and dominion where that we operate the way God says it's time we operate. See, he's not give us the Holy Ghost just to sit on the seat and says, I speak in tongues. I do this. I do that. God says, I give you the power. I give you the power to be a witness. The power to be an overcomer. The power to speak to those evil spirits. The power to lay hands on. The power to deliver. See, God has brought us to that place, church. We are the first of what God says. Because of Jesus Christ, he was the first to rise from the dead. He gave us power through that resurrection. Amen. Glory to God. It's a new day, church. This is your starting point. Today is the day that God says, I'm going to pull you out. It's a new day. It's not just midnight. It's not just the middle of the night. God says, the old has passed away. Now the new is getting ready to take place. Don't even remember the old seasons anymore. I like what the Pharaoh says, because God designed it. Get out of here. Leave me. <laughs> the devil's going to get some to the point. He says, I don't want you even in my face. I don't want you around me. I don't want to see you. He called for Moses and called for Aaron. He says, rise and get out of here. Moving day. Say moving day. It's time to move on. It's time to really serve the Lord. Really serve. Some of you have been discouraged because some of you have been thinking, God, do you even hear what I'm saying? Do you even hear what I've been praying about? My children are going astray. God, the situations kind of look dismal. And it feels like you're in the night situation. But I'm here to tell you, God's about to shake your world. God's about ready to turn things around. It's a new day. It's time to move towards the things of God. Israel left that place. And I like what happened. The Egyptians said, right, we want you out of here so much. Here, take it all. We don't even want it. And what the enemy has stolen, I believe God is getting ready to pour back to the church. Yes. It's time to cross over. Leave what was to where God is and what he has for us. It's a new day, church. I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me. It's a new day. They not only took their flocks, not only took what they had in their homes and their places and the land of Goshen, but the Bible says that the Egyptians says, here, take it. They befriended them in some ways. They realized that they were in the presence of the Almighty God. It's sad that it takes a situation like that to wake people up. And some needs to be waking up. Some have been asleep. It's just like Matthew 25. It says 
that uh, ten virgins, five were foolish and five were wise. But the Bible says they all slept and slumbered. I believe this is awakening day. I believe it's time to get out of the sleep and rise and get ready to get out of here. I believe when Moses come back and told the children of Israel, it didn't take very long for them to because they were packed up and ready to go. How many's ready to go? Sometimes you just got to leave what and take what God gives you and move on. But it's a new day. It's removed, the Bible says, with haste. We don't want them to change their mind. That's what they were thinking. But God says, it's time to move because I want to come to you and be with you. See, God never went into Egypt. He sent Moses into Egypt. He sent the plagues, but he never went into Egypt. He called them out. And God is calling us out. As I give you that illustration last week, he's standing there tapping his toes, saying, come on, come on. I see you, come on. I'm waiting on you. It's a new day. It's time to cross over. Move with haste. Go to Acts chapter 16. Another story we read, and I want to pull some things out of this. I believe it will bless your socks off. Sixteen of Acts. Another familiar story. We know of Paul and Silas, how that they were doing the ministry, doing good work. I kind of put a little exclamation point here, coming out of prison. Some of you feel like it's been prison. It feels like you've been bound for quite some time. And some of you have been doing good. Some of you have been doing the ministry. Paul and Silas was doing the ministry, uh, spreading the good news, the gospel. And all of a sudden, this young lady that was from Philippi, here, she was, and when she was there, uh, she was bound with the spirit, with an evil spirit. That, that evil spirit used her in many ways. And she kept speaking. And kept talking, and it irritated Paul. Enough is enough. <laughs> That's a message in itself. When the spirits keep talking to you, keep coming to your mind, keep trying to bring anxiety, keep trying to bring you into impression, trying to bring you into those places, you need to say, enough is enough. <laughs> the Lord is my Lord. God is my God. He is my overcomer. He helps me to be an overcomer. He is the one that's over all in all. Paul done that, rebuked the spirit, left. People got upset. People's going to get mad at you when you do things that God wants you to do. And sometimes you feel alone, even with your own family. You feel like, oh God, I, I'm doing this on my own. And you feel alone, but you're not. God has never left you. The enemy of Paul and Silas, you know what they did? They tried to hold him back. Tried to stop them from doing ministry. You ain't going any further. You disrupted. You brought some customs that's not part of us. See, this place that they were in was a Roman colony. The Romans really didn't believe in the true God. They really didn't believe what uh, the things that was being preached. 
And now things were disrupted because the, the ones that was making all kinds of money from this girl, this slave girl, now they're going to lose it. So the magistrates and all those in charge grabbed a hold of them. Now, something I noticed that Paul and Silas were doing, they went to prayer. It's part of ministry. Some of you have been praying and praying and praying, and it seemed like you're not getting anywhere. It seemed like you're hounded by those uh, talking spirits that are around. You can hear voices, and those voices try to control you, try to drive you, but you need to know the voice of God. There's only one voice you need to hear. My sheep know my voice, and another they will not follow. I know what God said about me. I know what he's saying to me, and I know where he's sending me. When they were there, and this girl done what she could to disrupt, really disrupt that prayer meeting. See, spirits like to manifest themselves to get the worship away from who you're worshiping to them. I've been in services where that all of a sudden something happens, and all of a sudden everybody's eyes just go over that. They look at that. That's a disruptive spirit sometimes that you need to say enough is enough. Yeah. But I believe in this hour, God's getting ready to put a silence to the enemy. Yeah. Bible says that they beat them. They arrested them. Accused them falsely. They beat them with rods. Put shackles on them. They imprisoned them put them in the prison and they put their put them around their feet so they couldn't escape but I like what the Bible says in verse 25 of Acts chapter 16 the Bible says but at midnight oh here's that midnight again here goes God again at midnight he says yeah you came in this day but it's getting ready for a new day but at midnight Paul and Silas we're praying again and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, I like that word suddenly, there was a great earthquake so that the foundation of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's chains were loosed. You talk about revival, they had a revival. Paul and Silas were beat, thrown in prison. The Bible says the most inner part of the prison, in other words, it's dark. Even when it's daylight outside, it's dark. And they had chains on them. They couldn't even escape if they wanted to. They were bound. And all of a sudden, these two believers, these ones that were doing good, they started praying. They called a prayer meeting. I can imagine Paul Telling Silas, let's pray. I don't know if they was close enough to hold hands or not, but they was having a prayer meeting. Then all of a sudden, uh, God gave them a song that even all the prisoners could hear. I don't know what it, I don't know what it was. It could be He set me free. <laughs> I don't know how it goes, but I'm sure it was a great song. They were listening. They could hear what was going on. And as they were doing, you know what they were doing? They were praying and singing, but they was connecting with God. That's what God desires for you to do. 
Don't look at the circumstance. Don't look at what you've gone through. Don't look at yesteryear, yesterday, anything that's been happening. But you need to start looking and concentrating on the one that's going to pull you out. That's going to bring you up. That's going to establish you on higher ground and get you out of that place you're in. They started looking to God. I don't know if the angels showed up and there was a light that came in, but I do know this, that God moved upon their song, that God connected what their prayers were, and God says, i got to get these boys out of here. I can't leave them like that. And the Bible said suddenly, that was immediate, without warning, God moved, and it said the very foundation of that prison. You want God to shake your prison? You want God to even shake the very foundation of what's been holding you back? Now it's time to pray. Now it's time to sing. Now it's time to look to God. This is a new day. He's about ready to bring you out. Glory to God. Let me shout just a minute. I'm coming up. I'm coming out. Glory to God. Glory to God. It's time to cross over to where God has for us. We see that as they were praying and, the, and they were singing, they connected to God. And the foundations were shaken. They were loosened. They were freed. They were set free. Touch your neighbor said, he set me free. Because suddenly brought with that great earthquake deliverance. How many knows he's our deliverer? Amen. Some of you have been looking to the wrong sources. The wrong areas. And some of you have been bound by, uh, look what I'm going through. No one loves me. I'm doing what's right and, and no one cares for me. And you get in depression. You get in anxiety. The next thing you know, you think you're having a heart attack. The next thing you know, you have so emotional upper roller coaster. And I'm telling you right now, the only hope we have is Jesus himself. Amen. The only one we can turn to is Jesus himself. This is a new day. And I believe people are going to be seeing us move into that realm. And they said, we need to have what you have. Amen. The Bible says that not only an earthquake happened, and not only the prison was shaken, and not only was the foundation shaken, but the Bible says that their chains, the things that were bound with them, came off. But not just for them, because, you see, when you start getting into the place where God wants you, you're going to affect others. Amen. Right. Every prisoner, their chains had come off. The things they were bound with had come off. But notice what God says. It's time to open the doors. When God opens the door, no man can shut it. But when he shuts it, no one can open it. Some of you thought that the doors were shut and that's it. No more. What's the use? I've done everything I possibly can. I've done this. I've done. That. I've been living for God all my life. I've been doing everything I know what to do, and it seems like it's not working. I'm telling you, this is a new day. This is a new year, a new season. The Bible says that the jailer come in, and he looked, and when he looked, <laughs> he seen that they were free. He, he was about ready to take his life. See, what change brings up something in my mind, in my heart, that 
It's a place of being stuck. Place that I can't move forward, I can't go back. I'm just stuck. Some of you feel like I've just been stuck. I can't go forward, I can't go backwards. It just seems like I can't move anywhere else. And the enemy has brought change around you that you can't go forward where God wants you to be. It's like the children of Israel. They had the Pharaoh, and Pharaoh wouldn't let him go. It's just like these chains with Paul and Silas. It wouldn't let him go. But God says, I've got some work for you. I've got some areas I need you to go. I've got some uh, things I want you to do. And if you're bound, you can't go there. They connected with God with prayer and songs. They connected with God by devoting themselves totally to God, no matter what they was going through. See, praise will do that. There's power in praise, church. There's power in prayer. You connect to God and all of a sudden, that's the reason why sometimes when you get alone with God and you're truly worshiping God, even when you're alone around your house, you may start doing some of your work and all of a sudden it feels like something's breathing on you. And you're walking around the house, tears coming down your face. Say, God, what's going on? Because you're not alone. Hebrews says that you come into the company of angels. In the company of where God's at. That's what worship will do. That's what praise will do. You bring a sacrifice, your best, to the Lord and see what he'll do. Some of you have been stuck and you felt like it. Felt like you couldn't move anywhere forward. The enemy has had you in his clutches. But I'm here to tell you, a new day. Midnight just rose. <laughs> that old day's gone. Just, it's out of the way. Old things are passed away. Behold, old things become new. God's opening that new day up for us. Midnight's come. Touch your neighbor says, a new day. Not only tried to shut them up. And I'm telling you, some of you right now, God's getting ready to bring out. You're not going to be stuck no more. Now, you ain't getting this. I know some of you. I may not be at your house, but I know some of you felt this way. You felt like you're stuck. You felt like you're stuck in your ministry. You felt like you're stuck in a career. You felt like you're stuck in this relationship. You felt like you're stuck in this sinful life. But I'm here to tell you right now, it's a new day. It's a new message. It's a message of power and freedom. Whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Say, I'm free. Mm, thank you, Father. It's moving day, church. It's time to move where God wants us to move into. He said, well, pastor, the doors don't seem to be opening. I'm telling you right now, God's getting ready to do some mighty and wonderful things and open doors when you thought they were just shut. You thought they'd maybe throw the key away. I'm telling you, there's ministry opportunities. There's areas that God's going to open up that even with relationships, you thought it was totally closed. But if you allow God to be God in your life, you allow him to be first, you keep seeking, you keep praising. I tell people, says, when you get home... Sometimes, so many times, get on the boob tube, and that's all you watch. You need to sometimes shut that thing off. You need to get on some good word, praise and worship songs. You need to let that feel the atmosphere. You need to allow God to bring his atmosphere to your life and your house and see what he'll do. All of a sudden, the doors will open. I don't stand there and just look at them. Oh, they're open. Okay. You need to move out. Don't get stuck there. Many people get stuck. God sets you free and you get stuck. It's by being bound again. You're stuck. But God says, I'm going to set you free. 
I want to move you to the next place. It's a new day, church. It's a new day. The question I want, are you ready? How many's ready? If you can't tell, the preaching is a little bit different right now. God's getting ready to do some demonstration, not just preaching. I truly believe what that pastor said from Virginia there. I truly believe, yeah, we've heard enough preaching. We've seen this. You can go on the Internet here, all kinds of preaching. You can go on the Internet and on the Internet, the websites, and get all kinds. There's knowledge out there galore. But God says, it's more than knowledge. I'm going to pour out my spirits in these last days, and my glory is coming upon my church. See, he's coming back for a church that without a spot or wrinkle, but it's a glorious church, enlightened, illuminated. See, we're not supposed to sit on the sidelines and be hid in a basket but God wants us to come out and shine like we've never shined before see the world is looking for some truth we've got a generation that is not afraid to challenge if you haven't seen what's happening on TV and news sometimes they're ready to challenge they're not liking what they see sometimes and they're not afraid to say anything it's not just in our world I see what they're doing in Iran well, they're supposed to stifle them, keep them down. People are ready. Yes. God has prepared the things. And now is the time. It's a new day. Yes. Stand to your feet if you would, please.